Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Isaiah 59, starting from the 15th verse, and it reads, it says, so truth, falls, so truth falls, and he who depart, departs from evil makes himself a prey. Then the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no justice. Verse 16 says, he saw that there was no man, and he wondered that, and he wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, he Therefore, his own arm brought salvation for him, and his own righteousness, it sustained him. Verse 16, I'll read it one more time for you. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there, are, that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation for him, and his own righteousness, it sustained him. It sustained him. I want to talk to you this morning. I feel a charge this morning and to charge you. Where are the intercessors? Where are the intercessors? I want you to put that in the comment section below. Where are the intercessors? Say, that's me. That's you. That's you. For some odd reason, I cannot shake, I cannot shake ladies and gentlemen, talking to you from the book of Isaiah. I feel like I've been in the book of Isaiah a lot for Sundays. For some odd reason, it's been such a thing that God has been personally dealing with me about the book of Isaiah and 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 specifically this prophet and this man of God, um, Isaiah. His name means Yahweh is salvation. Matter of fact, gives you an idea of what Jesus would do or a foreshadow what Jesus would do, um, well, what his ministry would be in the New Testament. And um, here in the book of Isaiah, ladies and gentlemen, as I said this in the Are You Satisfied message, um, uh, about a week or two ago, um, the book of Isaiah is a message of both judgment and hope. And then, uh, it's talking, he's, he's bringing, um, or in the first 40 books of the book of Isaiah, he's talking about judgment that is to come to Judah, the Southern region of uh, the Southern region. Uh, judgment has already came to their fellow countrymen in the North, which was Israel, um, because of them doing the same thing. They, this idolatry, the wickedness, falling away from God. And um, they were in a backslidden state. The culture had shifted. It was had no reverence. It had no fervor for God. And here we have it here in Judah uh, that the same thing is happening. They, fell, they, fall, they have fallen prey to the same thing that their countrymen, uh, the the uh, Israel uh, that Israel the northern kingdom Israel had, had has now faced ladies and gentlemen and and now uh, uh, they're in the same they they have they they they've started um, they fall away from God and they've came into alliances with other pagan nations and worshiping their gods and wanting to be like the others when God was doing something unique in them that isn't it funny how when God is trying to do something unique in you that you are so bent and so pressed to try to be like everything else other than what he's created you to be because you think that that is better 
that's not the message, but I'm just going to keep moving, <laughs> keep moving with that uh, because God was uniquely setting them apart. You have to understand the reason why you're not like most is because God has significantly, significantly set you apart. You are not meant to be like others. You are meant to be his chosen vessel in your family. Uh, you might you, you may come from the same bloodline, but that don't mean that you're going to be the same because <laughs> God is separating you, you. But here we have it, ladies and gentlemen, specifically here in our text in, 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 in Isaiah chapter 59. Ladies and gentlemen, the people of Judah are admitting their sin. They're pretty much, and they were saying, hey, we've been praying. Uh, and he, he just pretty much turned their backs away from God has turned his ear. And the reason why he's turned his ear to them is because of their sin. Because of their sin, ladies and gentlemen, in their iniquity, in the verses 1 through 9, you begin to see, and, and I like verses 1 uh, of Isaiah because it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities, I don't have it there in verse 2, but your iniquities have separated you from your God. Isaiah is saying your iniquities has separated you from your God, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what he's telling Judah. That's why your prayer is not getting through, because you, your heart has been separated from God. Your heart has been separated from, from God. And ladies and gentlemen, we get here in verses 15 and 16, specifically our key verse of 16, ladies and gentlemen, that God was looking for somebody in Judah. I want you to catch what I'm saying. God was looking for somebody that would champion the cause of righteousness. I believe, ladies and gentlemen, everyone wants to. You know what's so funny that I find that's very interesting? We put a lot of hope in. We put a lot of hope in natural. Uh, in, in a lot of uh, natural. Um, uh, how to put this? We put a lot of our hope in what we think that things of the world is going to help us. You know, not no offense to anybody. I don't really talk about politics, honestly, because this is not the platform for it. But the reality, the reality is I see that we put our hope in government and we say, oh, my God, this woman's coming on as this. This is going to be the savior. We're looking for everything else to be the savior of the world outside of the one who's already did it. <laughs> <laughs> it is very interesting to me. It, it's very interesting to me. And, and we look at everything that's going on in our culture today, the wickedness that is around and the plague in the land, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm saying to myself, God is looking and he's appalled and he's shocked because you're supposed to have the light, which is the church that is in the world that is supposed to the people be being drawn to this light. But yet, ladies and gentlemen, we are so busy of trying to quote unquote fit in or feel like we're still relevant that nobody is championing the cause for righteousness. He said, I couldn't find not one. <laughs> he couldn't find not one in Noah's day. Noah was the one that God found faithful and preserved his life. All God needs is one. <laughs> and he was, could not find not one person, ladies and gentlemen, not one that would champion the cause, take on the burden, see the state of where the nation is in, see the state of where their family's in, see the state of where their, uh, where their fellow community is in, to champion the cause of righteousness and begin to stand as an intercessor. He said, I could not find 
not one. That is appalling to God because the reason why it's appalling to him is because, ladies and gentlemen, how is it that you can't find not one person who's willing to get out of themselves to seek him, to seek the face of God for others and who would plead mercy? I find that to be interesting. Well, now, what is he talking about here? What is he talking about, intercessor? What does that mean? Ladies and gentlemen, I grew up in a family. Uh, we, we, in this household of the hills, we believe in prayer. That is, hands down, if you are familiar with us, prayer is our go-to. Prayer, uh, we can talk about it with anybody. You, you know, prayer is the go-to. It is something that we do. Things go wrong. I, people have wondered why in the world through the years that we have been able to sustain with all of the loss that we've experienced, the loss that we've experienced. And I will tell you what has kept us sane is prayer. Prayer what is what keeps you sane? I would throw some shade, but I'm not going to do that. The reality is prayer is what keeps you sane. I don't care if you don't think prayer can do it because you ain't never tried it. You don't understand the power of it. Uh, and, and everybody wants to say prayer and this. I'm telling you this, prayer is the ultimate thing. I know if there was men in the Bible wanted to commit their, to throw and committed suicide, but it took one encounter with Jesus, one encounter with God that changed their life. How do I know this? Come here, Elijah. Can I talk to you for a second? Elijah was in a point of depression after he called down fire from heaven from Mount Carmel, and he sat under that tree and he wanted to die. But God came and the angel of the Lord came and said, hey, sit up, eat and drink and and he said, eat, drink, sleep, and got him up, took him to Mount Harab, and he told him right there, that's where I want you right there. God came and encountered him in a moment. Let me tell you something. I don't care how close you may be to even suicide. God can come rescue you where you are without even talking to a therapist yet. Oh, my God, help me in here. And I'm an advocate for therapy. And I'm an advocate for those things. But what I will not sit up here and tell you is that the power, how that can have more power than God's power through, that you can experience through prayer. I'm not going to tell you that. Too many experiences, too many encounters. I'm telling you now, if you believe in faith and come to God in prayer, I, believe, I guarantee it will change you. It will change you. Ladies and gentlemen, prayer, let me explain, explain to you what prayer is. Prayer, ladies and gentlemen, is our open line of communication with the Father. It is the, it is the way that we communicate with God. It is the way that we talk to him, bring our cares to him, bring our petitions to him, make an ask in prayer. Prayer is an open line of communication with God, ladies and gentlemen. It is the way we go about communicating. The way we go about communicating here, ladies and gentlemen, is through this here iPhone. If you don't got one and you're like Deacon Stanley who's still on Android, pray for him. Ladies and gentlemen, you we communicate through this phone. iPhone preferably. Amen. <laughs> I feel preferably. But that is the way we communicate with God. That is the way that we come in communication with him, ladies and gentlemen. We come in communication through talks, talking with him, not texting. All right. Through talking with him, ladies and gentlemen, it is the way, it is, it is the vehicle that puts us in the supernatural. It is our vehicle that transports us into the, the things of the spirit. That is what prayer is, ladies and gentlemen. Prayer puts us in a place and puts us where God is. That's why he said, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. 
Let us come boldly to the throne of grace. That way we may be able to obtain mercy. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm laughing at because I wanted to mess with him so bad. Listen, I'm telling you, that is what prayer is. This is our open line of communication, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to Luke chapter, uh, before I go there, uh, let's go to, uh, and, and, and let's go to Luke chapter 18, verse 1. This is what Jesus said. Let me give you what Jesus said. Or what Jesus, he was about to talk about the parable of the persistent widow. But here it is. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Men ought to always pray. Who is he talking about? He's talking about everybody. Mankind. Men ought to always pray and not lose heart. Let me continue to build the case. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. Can I go there? First Timothy chapter 2. Verse 8, it says, I desire, therefore, that the men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Ladies and gentlemen, his desire said you should pray. <coughs> you should pray at all times, ladies and gentlemen. That is what God has called that men ought to pray. It is a call. It is a charge that you ought to pray. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Prayer, ladies and gentlemen, has been looked down upon. Prayer is one of the least attended, uh, uh, least attended times when you're calling people to pray. Because, ladies and gentlemen, people think that prayer is not significant. People don't understand. They don't think it's significant, and they don't take time out for it because they don't really know God. They feel like they're talking the air. They feel like they're talking to themselves. But if you understand that God inclines his ear to your mouth and he's looking and he's waiting for you to come to his throne room, because if you come to him, he'll come to you. And he's saying, where was the one person that, that, that would do this? Who, would, who, would, who was the one that was going to champion the cause to pray, to say, hey, wait a minute, it's time to pray. Ladies and gentlemen, here in America, I'm not going to speak for other nations because there's other nations that can call prayer meetings and literally thousands upon thousands of people will come and pack it out. Ladies and gentlemen, just going off with the culture of what I've experienced, ladies and gentlemen, here is when we call on times of prayer, it's only a, for a remnant of people that will show up to prayer and people not understanding that hear me, watch me, that prayer was not set aside for a specific group of people. Oh, these are the super spiritual saints that these are the ones who just pray. Uh-uh, uh-uh. No, no, no. Oh, God has called all of us that we ought to pray, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. Oh, we got to pray and vote. Yeah, you got to do that. But let me tell you something. There's been things that happen in prayer that has changed the trajectory of nations. <laughs> oh, my God. Come here, Jehoshaphat. Let me talk to you for a second. Jehoshaphat, he, all the enemies were all encamped around them. They didn't know what they were going to do. What did Jehoshaphat do? He called, oh, my goodness, he called on a fast, and they fasted and prayed until God came to help them because they were about to be overtaken. And through prayer, God gave them an answer. Gave them an answer. And save the nation. I'm talking, what am I doing this for? Because I'm calling the people of God to come into a place of serious and fervent prayer. 
The reality is I am tired of hearing about how bad 2020 is. Take yourself to prayer. And watch what God begins to do concerning this year. Watch what God can. Yes, you've gotten bad news. Yes, you've been heard stuff. But the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, what have you done with the news you've gotten? Did you shrink and fall back or did you stand up and say, God, you hear me when I pray? You answer when I pray. The effective and fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. And God, I know you hear me. When I pray, when I seek your face. Now, let's get into the fact of what he's talking about here. So he, we need to come into a place of prayer, serious prayer. Because guess what? You need it. Prayer, ladies and gentlemen, is the way we commune and, re, and, and come into relationship with God. You cannot, you cannot be a serious professing believer without praying. It does not work. You cannot tell me that you are a true disciple of God without praying. You, you cannot tell me that. And the reason why you can't tell me that is if I see in the result of how you react to certain things and see that you're still dealing with stuff from a carnal-minded point of view, then I know you haven't been praying. I know you have not spent quality time with God in the midst of it. Here we have it, ladies and gentlemen, is that we're trying to fight a war in the culture today with natural, with natural and carnal-minded devices. I don't know who I'm telling. I'm trying to call you into order. You cannot fight a spiritual battle with your carnal minded devices. It does not work. It does not. It does not work. That's why the Bible teaches us for our weapons of our warfare are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. What makes it mighty? It makes it mighty because of the vehicle of prayer and who we pray to. Oh, my God, help me in this room. Why is effective and fervent prayer of the righteous? Not an Islamic person. I'm talking about the real born-again Christian. What makes their prayers more fervent than them is because we pray to a God that's alive and has power. How is it that they can pray with a consistent time and know when it's time to pray? But the moment we come into order, we don't know how to really see God's face and pray. We complicate what prayer is. We complicate it and think you have to say these fancy words. Think you have to say this. This is how you say a good prayer. This is how I think you ought to say a good. No, God is saying you come to speak to me the way you know how to. In your own skin, talk. How have you lost your ability to communicate? No, communicate. Tell me how your day was. Tell me how, talk to me. What's going through your mind? You can look at me in the car sometimes if you ever drive past me on the mornings. Ladies and gentlemen, I, it will look like I'm talking to myself. 
because me and God are having conversations on my way to work. I don't know about you, but that's where I get the time to talk to God in the mornings, all right? After I leave, kiss my wife, say, hey, I'll see you later. Uh, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to God on my way to work. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking to him in the car. And I know so I don't have my headphones on because uh, the Apple AirPods will make it seem like uh, you're talking to yourself <laughs> when you got somebody on the phone. But the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, I'm having a talk with Jesus in the morning time. I don't care what it looks like. I'm telling him, God, thank you for another morning. I'm telling him, God, I got a lot going on. Uh, this, this, and that is happening. Uh, 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 and, 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 and praying to him on behalf of others. That's where I seek his face is in my car. And guess what? It, it doesn't matter. It's not just seeking him in, in and in, in when you have a church service. No, you can seek him in the shower, wherever that place that you've designated, where you have the time to spend with God. I'm not using big fancy words. God doesn't care about my title being a pastor, Brandon. He calls me by my first name. He don't care about all of that stuff. He's talking to me, and he wants to talk with, and he, he wants you to talk with him and just be real about what you got going on. <laughs> be real about what you got going on. Be real about, hey, hey, listen. Listen. God, I'm going into a job I don't like like much, but I thank you because I have one. You know what I mean? Because here's the reality, ladies and gentlemen. God is trying to deal with you in the midst of prayer. And let me get to you why Isaiah, he said, I couldn't find nobody who would just do that. <laughs> I couldn't find nobody that would pray. He said, uh, and, and, and to be specific, let me go specific. He said, I could not find an intercessor. I could not find someone who would intercede. I couldn't find them. What does that mean? So I told you prayer is your open line of communication with God. It's the way we communicate with him. It is the way that we talk, give him our prayers, our petitions, make him ask and everything like that. But let's go a little bit further. Let's go from the, from the basics. Now let's switch over. Now here he, he said, I couldn't find no one, hear me, to intercede. Hallelujah. Now what does intercessory prayer mean? Intercessory prayer then means, ladies and gentlemen, it is our way of open line of communication with God, not only on the behalf of you, but really on the behalf of others. Hallelujah. So intercessory prayer switches, so regular prayer switches from you then to somebody else. <laughs> so when I pray for myself, I'm just interceding for me. But when I'm praying on the behalf of others or my nation or my community or my church, I am now making intercession on the behalf of someone else. So intercessory prayer is so it's still I'm still communicating with God. But instead of me coming about myself all the time, I become selfless and put somebody else up over God on the throne of grace that they couldn't really pray for themselves but I'm coming to intercede mercy for them and so here we have it ladies and gentlemen oh I hear I feel your power now God the reality is is that here we have it he said I can't find nobody that would stand in the, on the behalf of Judah in their wicked state to cry mercy on the behalf of the people 
Hallelujah. And I'm telling you now, if you live here in this country, God is seeking intercessors. He didn't say a specific group of people. No, he's calling the believers to come in and intercept some things in the spirit and call mercy because this is what our country needs right now. It needs the mercy of God because more and more it's going down a falling stair and somebody has to cry mercy on behalf of the people. Hallelujah, the numbers of corona are sticking back up. We need to cry mercy. Hallelujah, people are losing jobs and they're trying to find any way to keep them, to keep income. And we need to cry mercy because if the state gets worse, I'm telling you now, ladies and gentlemen, people will resort to other things and resort to other, but you got the weapon of prayer to call down fire from heaven and say, God, mercy on the people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is a role of a mediator, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. It is a role of the mediator. In Old Testament, uh, the prophets of that day were almost like mediators between God and man. Uh, come here, Moses. Can I talk to you? Can I talk about you for a second? Hallelujah. The people of God said God wanted to reveal himself uh, 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 just to the people of God. And the people of God, the Israel, oh my God, Israel, the children of Israel said, hey, Moses, you go up and be the spokesman for us. We don't want to be there. You be the spokesperson for us. I don't know about all that stuff. And so that moment, Moses became the spokesperson on the behalf of Israel. But let me fast forward you up in the New Testament when, oh, my God, when nobody could stand for us. God said, oh, I'm moving a little forward. But God said, I'll come down with my own righteous heart and I'll become the mediator between my father and you. Oh my God, help me in this room. Ah, and so ladies and gentlemen, when you stand as a role, as an intercessor, you are standing as a mediator between God. Oh my God, you have Christ who already mediates for you, but you stand on the behalf of your family to cry mercy. Oh my God. <laughs> I want you to catch this this morning and hear me prophetically if you can. God is looking for somebody to champion the cause of intercession. Who's looking for somebody to champion the cause for, oh my God, for righteousness. And he's saying, I couldn't find one. Don't you, oh my God. But I'm challenging us today. Let us not be sleep, church. Let us not be sleep. Oh, that's what Jesus had a problem. He said, you couldn't stand up and pray. You and you, oh my God, he said, watch as well as pray so that you will not fall into the temptation. And the reality is, church, if we're not careful, we will fall into the temptation of the allurements of the world. And oh my God, and lose our effectiveness because of it. Whew. I didn't plan on preaching this hard, I promise. The reality is, is that God is calling for an intercessor. Can I give you an example? Intercessors are not one specific people in your church. I have to make this very plain. God has called every child of God to be an intercessor. <laughs> He's called every person to pray. He's called every person to intercede. I don't care what you say. He's called every person. You have a responsibility to pray. And not only just to pray for yourself, but a responsibility to pray for others. 
let me give you some examples of, of the power of intercession, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, come here, Abraham. Abraham, Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. Let me explain to you what is happening in Genesis chapter 18. God comes and visits Abraham, tells him again that he's going to have a child. But in the same time, he tells him, he looks over and they look at Sodom and Gomorrah. God tells Abraham, listen, I'm wiping them out. <laughs> they got to go. <laughs> Abraham, knowing that his nephew Lot is in Sodom. Oh, my God. <laughs> knowing that he's in Sodom and Gomorrah. He, he said, oh, okay, wait a second, God. Can, can you find just one person? How about 50? And so Abraham, long story short, Abraham walks him all the way down to about 10 or 5. And God said he could not find not one person. But because of Abraham's intercession on that behalf of that city, God spared his nephew Lot because of his relationship with Abraham. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know what I'm who I'm talking to, but you don't need to don't stop praying for that family member. Don't you stop praying for that person, that loved one. Don't you stop praying for the country. Don't you stop praying for your community. Why? Because God will find your faithfulness. And because of your faithfulness, God will grant mercy on those who didn't even know they needed it or didn't even know that somebody was praying that they could have it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so God spared Lot's life, not because of Lot, but because of his uncle Abraham. Oh, my God. Let me tell you this. Some of us, God spared not so much because of his relationship with us, but God spared us because of his relationship with somebody in your family line. To say, I'm not going to let them go out like this. I'm going to say, oh, my God, I'm going to take them out of that situation. But off of my relationship with you, that's the power of intercession. Oh, my God. That's the power of somebody that stands in the gap. And he said, you got to pray and not faint. Because it sometimes feel like they'll never get it together. It'll feel like it, that it'll, they'll never get it together. But you can continue to pray for them and watch what God does. Because that person still had a decision. Lot had a decision to make. God sent the angels, but he had to decide to get out of there. Your issue is not forcing somebody to do something. Your only job is to pray for them. That's it. All God is calling you to do is intercede. He's not calling you to do nothing more. <laughs> you look and you, you feel like I got to intercede, but I still got to do something. I still got to work something on my end to bring them out. No, 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 no. God has called you to intercede. That's it. For some people, you're doing too much. You need to just pray and intercede and stop trying to get in the way of what God is going to do because it's still a personal decision. All right. Okay. Come here, Moses. Let's have a conversation about you for a second. Exodus chapter 32. Ladies and gentlemen, Moses, let me tell you what was going on. Can I walk the scriptures for a second? Moses in Exodus chapter 32 is coming down from the mount after receiving the Ten Commandments, after receiving the law. He, oh, my God, to Moses' surprise, he left Aaron in charge. But with Aaron in charge, he comes down from the mount after such a great experience with God, and he comes down and sees that the children of Israel has built a golden calf oh my god help me they have built a golden calf ladies and gentlemen and what happened god said i'm gonna kill him 
I'm going to wipe them out. God said because of their disobedience, I was going to wipe them out. And you know what Moses did? Moses stood in the gap for them. Oh, my God. My God, Moses stood in the gap between them and he said, God, please spare him. And because Moses got in the gap with them, because Moses stood in the gap for their ignorance, God spared them, not because of them, but because of Moses. Oh my God, why am I telling you this? It's because God is saying, I could not find someone that would take the cause like Moses. I couldn't find someone who would take a cause like Ezekiel. I couldn't find someone who would take a cause like Jeremiah. Hallelujah. And God is saying he's looking. Oh, go with me to Ezekiel chapter 22. Ezekiel chapter 22. Can I, can I show you something? This is not the only where in scripture that God records this. He says it, he shows it to Ezekiel and Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 30. It says, so I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap. Ladies and gentlemen, it is like this. It is that person is standing in the middle. He's standing in the gap. Hallelujah. He's making intercession. Hallelujah for them. Come here, Brittany. Come here, Otisia, for one second. Hallelujah. I have to demonstrate this to you. I told you this is live. I got to demonstrate this to you. Stand right here on the left of me, and you stand on the right of me really quickly. Hallelujah. So I got to show you. So I am the middle person. She she needs mercy but she's out there doing whatever she wants to do but the god god is her in this in this in this example god is her and so i'm standing in the middle saying god please help britney she's wicked she don't know what she's doing please god forgive her all of this stuff and so this person is standing in a gap in the middle for oh my god and praying to her on her behalf okay she's the country she's your community right here ladies and gentlemen and you're in the middle they don't know that this person is praying they don't know that you're on the wall they don't know that you're in the middle i'm in the middle and the gap and saying, God, my community needs your help. We have violence, drugs, all of this stuff going on. Opioids is going on. Teenage pregnancy is at an all-time high. God, we need your help. Oh, God, please come on and rain down. And God is inclining his ear to me, but I'm still in the gap in the middle praying for them. You can have your seat. That's an intercessor, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's standing in the gap. He said, I couldn't find nobody who would hold up on the wall. Hallelujah. Who would hold up on the wall to say, God, please help them. He said, God, I don't care how far you go. I got to hold up the wall. I got to hold up the banner for her. They don't know how to come to you, but I'm coming to you on the behalf of them. I'm going to make intercession on their behalf. <laughs> Jeremiah 5 verse 1. Hallelujah. I'm coming to a close. God is calling for intercessors. God is calling for the intercessor. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 5 verse 1. Run to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem. See now and know and seek in her open place. If you can find a man, if there's any 
one who executes judgment, who will seek the truth, and I will pardon her. That's what God says, seek it, and I can find one. Oh, my God. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, God said it in his word. He said it in Second Chronicles chapter 7. He said, if my people who are, oh, my God, who are called by my name will humble themselves in prayer and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. God is looking to pardon but he's looking for people that will humble themselves and intercede. Help me in here. Can I give you some little, little stuff and I'm out of here? Watch me. The book of Elisha. Huh, come on in here. Come here, Elijah. Let me talk to you for a second. Second Kings chapter 3. Another thing that I like about intercessory prayer, is, and I like about prayer, is there are certain things that you intercept in the spirit that they didn't, that the people that you were praying for didn't even know that they got intercepted. Oh, my God. I got to get out of here now. Hallelujah. Can I hold oh my God? How do I know this? It's because there was a prophet by the name of Elisha. And in Second Kings, oh Kings chapter after three, ladies and gentlemen, he began to hear, ladies and gentlemen, I believe it was in the beginning of two, that he began to hear, ladies and gentlemen, of the Syrian, of the king of Syria's plans, of the Syrian's plans, the kind of, oh my God, to put Israel's king in jeopardy. And oh my God, the prophet went to Israel, the king of Israel, and told him of the plans of the Syrian. And yet, on that moment, you could, God, because of his prayer, and because of, oh my God, because Elijah was in the presence of God. God, he began to intercept things that, oh my God, wicked plans, systems that was in place to ensnare and to trap you. And I tell you the truth, because of Elijah, there was a man that was in the presence of God, staying at his feet. He didn't know his life was spared. my God. Let me tell you something. There's things in the heavenly places that God will allow you to intercept in prayer. There's accidents that's been intercepted. Oh my God, help me in this room. There's murders that's been intercepted because people were in prayer. There's things that have been intercepted in the spirit. Oh, can I move you up to the New Testament? Hallelujah. There was a man. There was two apostles. Oh, come on in here. Oh my God, you had Peter and John. They were, oh my God, locked up and the Bible says in Acts that the people of God made an intercession for him. Oh, and because of their intercession that was going on in the house, ladies and gentlemen, God showed up at the jail because of what they were doing at the house. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but God will show up because wherever you send the word to, the word will go straight to them and God will deliver in the midst of it because you were interceding. I got to get out of here now. Hallelujah. Where are the intercessors? I'm talking about you. I'm talking that God has challenged you. Stop being selfish. Stop getting in yourself. And you begin to intercede. And watch how God begin to intercept some things in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. And he said he couldn't find no one. But this is when the God of war shows up. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Because I love it right here. That he is the mediator for you and I. 
And the last time I checked, Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and I, intercepting some things. There's some things that you and I didn't have to go through because God, Jesus was praying for you. Oh, my God, help me in here. When the enemy was trying to sift you as wheat, Jesus said to them, I pray for you that your faith won't fail. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but I pray for you that your faith don't fail, that you don't give up here now. You're too close to die. You're too close to give in. But I intercept those things. Suicide intercepted. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. You're about to be laid off from your job. Intercepted. Things going on in your body right now. I intercept any type of sickness, ailment, or disease. It should not come to your dwelling place. Shout hallelujah. I feel like preaching now. Look at somebody say God intercepted it because it was an intercessor. I call it. There was a grandmother praying for you. God intercepted it. Oh my God, help me in this room. The prayers of the righteous availeth much. I said, I'm looking. I can praise him right there. I thank God that he intercepted it. Hallelujah. They say, oh my God, they say, oh, I think something going on your body. God said, oh, you thought wrong. Intercepted, oh my God. You don't know what's going on. God came in and intervened. That's what happened. God, help me in this whole share. Oh, my God. I dare you to praise him right there in your living room. I dare you to praise him right there in your workplace. Because God has intercepted some things. And I believe right now that God is blocking some things. You think that this it could get worse. But guess what? God came and swoop, came right on it. I came to tell him I talked to somebody that God has intercepted some things on your behalf. And this year still is the year. Oh my God, that God will do the unbelievable, the unbelievable in your life, exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask for things. So rise and shine for the glory of the shining. Look at somebody and catch somebody on the chair and tell them God blocked it. God intercepted it. God made a way where there was no way. Shot yes. Shot yes. Because there were, where there's a man to pray, hallelujah, where there's a man to pray, there's a God to answer. Where there's a God, there's a, where there's a man to pray, there's a God that sits high, but he also looks low. Hallelujah. And he will answer the prayers of the righteous today. Hallelujah. I challenge you, intercessor. I say start praying. And watch what God does. 
Oh my God, we gotta go. We gotta go. I feel the glory of the Lord. I come to prophesy to somebody now. God has intercepted any sickness coming to your body. God has intercepted it and blocked it. In the name of Jesus the Christ, I send the word down to that GMBC hospital. Tell Byron, I tell them he's healed in the name of Jesus. I said God intercepted it tonight. In the name of Jesus, I even lay my touch with my own mom today. God has intercepted anything that will come against you. I come to speak to somebody who think they're about to get laid off. I say God has intercepted it. In the name of Jesus the Christ. God has intercepted it in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That loved one that you thought that their life was going to be at risk. I decree and declare God has intercepted it even right now. I send the word. God is healing. God is doing it. I came to, oh my God, no matter a pandemic, you will get the house. You will get it. God has intercepted anything. Hallelujah. Corona tried to come close to your body. God intercepted it before it can even take care. Take you out of here. Hallelujah. Because where there was a person to pray, there was a God. There was a God to hear. There was a God to hear. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.